This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for a bigger job, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. The Homance Chronicles. The female equivalent of a bromance. So many poor choices. But so many good types. But so many poor choices. <laughs> <laughs> Chronicles, and I'm Sarah. Nicole's drinking something right now. And I'm Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have a guest with us today who has pretty much wrapped up our entire three-year podcast um, list of episodes in just her book title. Like you could just probably say what's the homance chronicles about and call and name her book title and we it would solve all of our problems so we're very happy to have author lori hardacre on with us today because her book is called dating what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) probably one of my favorite welcome lori thank you guys for having me i'm excited thanks for joining us Yes, I'm excited. I'm personally very excited because, you know, we have all of our own own stories. We definitely meet some folks who have their own stories, but I don't know if we've met somebody who has an entire fucking book (laughs) yet. Well, they're my stories and there's other people's stories in there, too. So the statistics and facts and opinions and everything you could want. Well, one of my most hated questions especially when I'm on a date is why are you single or Uh, the like you seem great so you must be really picky um what's wrong with you that uh, like you've never been engaged or whatever and you're you know 37 and so personally I can't stand when people ask me that kind of stuff and it surprises me how often it happens and so I feel like with more people putting this information out and more people having books like yours maybe some people's questions would be answered so they wouldn't have to just ask me or assume I have a problem (laughs) no you're right and see I'm 49 and never been married so I'm a shit show in everybody's eyes so you know (laughs) what I'm saying I was, I was just in, I was thinking about that too, because like, so the older you get, the more assumptions they make about you, right? You're obviously you've been married and you have at least one or two children. Um, you had some sort of other failed relationship with a step somebody or other, and you probably have a small dog and you live in a condo and you know, you're just trying to bring sexy back all the time with your wine quotes and everything. And it's just like, right. why are we making all these assumptions here? I, I just, right. I, I didn't want to have kids. No, I don't want kids. I have a dog. That's it. Yeah. yeah. One like, dog, one the- cat. <laughs> That's it. No kids. Well, so this is interesting that you say this because I've had this discussion with some people 
Now, I am 49, never married, no kids. And people say, well, why have you never been married? And my answer is because I never found anyone I wanted to marry, period. That's it. Yeah. But it is a little bit interesting or very interesting in society that you have you have one person here who has been married, divorced twice, three times, and one person here who's mean, never been married. But for some reason, society is more acceptable of the people who've been married and divorced two, three, four times than someone who's never been married at my age. Well, so. I'm finding personally that everybody just loves to be toxic. And as much as they think they're not, and they don't, they do at the end of the day, they still have really huge toxic tendencies that they go towards. And the people who don't act on those toxic tendencies like you get <laughs> grouped into this crazy person. Yes. Crazy person thing. Like what's yeah. wrong with her? She must be a psycho. Like why, yeah. why do I have to be a psycho? Why can't I just be bad at picking? Well, or, maybe, or maybe I don't want to get married. Right. Or maybe you're smart enough to know that the people who have crossed your path are not going to ultimately make you happy or fulfill you in the way that you'd like so instead of getting married and then getting divorced just to do it you're like yeah never mind like i'm fine the way that i am so what's the big deal you know there's also that like um just because i'm not married doesn't mean i was never asked but i've never know. been asked so i've no, never been oh well no, see i, I haven't which yeah i haven't and honestly there is no, none of my exes or any exes that are like, a, oh, my gosh, I lost out. He was the one that got away. I don't have feelings like that for any of them. None. No. Me none. either. <laughs> About yours or mine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't. I mean, I don't know. And everyone's like, everyone says, oh, you're so smart. You're single, never married, no kids. I can't even tell you how many people have told me that. You're so smart doing. Well, that's the thing is I don't have like data to reference, but in general, women who are smarter tend to not fit into the societal norms as much. So as more women more intelligent. women who are more intelligent I think is what the study said sure like 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 um what's it clinically more intelligent higher intelligence is what I mean higher intelligence yeah either way times have changed women are in leadership roles women are you know getting masters and doctorates women are outperforming men women are entrepreneurs and living their life and they always have been but now it's finally like a thing and people recognize that it's happening and so i i don't understand why um only that stigma is put on women as well um because like why is it okay that like a man like you know george clooney was a bachelor for forever and people just kind of like made a joke out of it but if you're a woman you're like an old spinster (laughs) yeah between george and uh jennifer aniston the completely like you can look at the magazine spreads and how different they treat them when they talk about the relationship status sickening right you're right i didn't think about that no you're right it is so so go ahead you have stories <laughs> me yeah i got that's a shitload of stories that span over 20 years 
I've been dating since I, my first like real significant relationship was when I was like 21. And then I've dated, you know, had some long terms and now I'm 49. Okay. That's a so, long ass time. It's, it's a little bit of a tick in time. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. it is a tick in time. <laughs> so do you have a story of like one guy that maybe didn't make it into the book, but somebody who was just like, I cannot believe he said that to me. What in the actual fuck is wrong with you? We have so many. Yeah. I can tell you a short one and then a long one. Do you want a short one? Sure. Well, short, yes. story. <laughs> this is about this is about a guy I dated. Short. I met him at a bar, which is so funny because meeting someone organically just does not happen today at all, anyways. Mm-hmm. But he, I can't say his name. But he worked for like a well-known sports company. So this is just the short story. He was so into himself. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Anyway, he was pretty damn cute, too. But anyway, so um, we are in bed and I'm giving him a blowjob. Now, when a guy is about to, I'll say ejaculate, what do they normally say, ladies? Like, uh, oh, my God, or something. Yeah, yeah like, I'm, right, I'm going to come. come. I'm yeah. going to come. Do you know what he literally said to me? Heads up. <laughs> Heads up. That's what he said to me. That's what he said to me. Heads up. Which I immediately would have been like, what? And I would have stopped and been like, well, there's a ball coming at my face. That's, like, what's that's going in on? the book. I talk about that in the book. I'm like, I, mean, I know he works for a sports company. Is he thinking soccer, golf? Like, what is he thinking? Balls are unloading. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Heads no. up. Yes, I will Heads never up. forget it. Ever, ever, ever forget it. I will never forget it. I'm I, that's hilarious to me, but I'm also like now in my mind, I'm like, okay, I guess your head is down. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Miss Logic right. over here is going right for the to just pull your face off his dick and let him jizz all over himself at this. Oh point. my god, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. When I tell that story over and over, people are just like, yeah, that's in the book. <laughs> it's in the book. I will never, ever, ever forget that ever. <laughs> All right. So about the longer one, then. So I have, uh, let's see, do you want a a funny dating story about a guy I was like in a relationship with or one that I did like two dates with? Both. All right. (laughs) All right. So I, I, in my book, I call it that I was a poop chauffeur, P-O-O-P. So anyways, I met this guy. I was living in the city of Cambridge, which is next to Boston. So it's a big city. I had a car, but a lot of people there didn't have a car. So I met this guy. Our first date was at like a Dave and Buster's or one of those game places. Good date, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Invite him back to my apartment. We cook dinner. Now, this guy, I'm just going to be honest. He had to take a shit. However, this is a guy who cannot take a shit in my apartment because it makes him feel uncomfortable. So he had to say to me, I do not, I don't even remember what he said, but to wrap it up, he had to take a shit. He didn't feel comfortable. He didn't have his own car. So he asked me if I could drive him to a public restroom. So I literally put him in my car. We are in the city of Cambridge, driving him around. First stop was not of satisfaction. 
I don't know no. if it was like a Dunkin' Donuts or a gas station. So I had to find a different shit location. <laughs> so I don't remember. I All I know is I don't remember like what my reaction, because somebody had asked me, well, what was your reaction? What did you say? I don't remember. But all I remember is that he didn't have a car. I had a car. I had to drive him around. And the first stop wasn't acceptable. So I had to find another place. Well, at this point, I think you're just executing the request and <laughs> executing? not really thinking like you're just like this is a task and I'll 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 handle it like I guess I mean I <laughs> I am very good about I think I'm thoughtful so I don't want to embarrass him but so then you know we have so I've talked about this on some podcasts and some people are like oh hell no I don't shit anywhere but in my own place and I'm like if I got to take a poop I will poop anywhere a porta potty. I will. If I have to go, I got to go. Like, what if you got diarrhea and you're on a date? You're going to hold it? Like, I don't know. I cannot imagine not pooping if I have to poop. But I know a lot of people only poop in their own home and they will hold it as long as they have to. I've but got I a cannot. family member. Yeah. You have a family, a family member? member like Do you? <laughs> but he's never like, I mean, he, he and um, if he has to, has to, he will. But for the majority of his life, he's come home to poop. What if you're like nowhere near home? Then he'll poop. Like I said, if he has to, he has to. But if it's an option for him, he chooses to go that extra mile to go home and poop. Oh, my God. But but he could drive himself there, right? I had to drive this guy. Yeah, that's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, you didn't. You didn't have to. You just wanted to. Were you trying to get good dick later on that night? At that oh, like, no. It like, ended. I don't even know what. I, I didn't see him after that. But honestly, that was so long ago. But I remember exactly my apartment. I just, I remember the set. I just remember. I actually remember kind of what he looked like, too. I don't remember his name. But um, so I have that. Well, but then I did date. I had a guy that I was in a relationship with who would only who wouldn't poop on public toilets. And we were out at the beach like 45 minutes from home and I was driving home and he was flipping out because he had to take a shit and he would only do it at home. He wouldn't even shit outside, like on the side of the road. I don't know, but it was stressful driving oh. like fucking Mario and Greddy and Greddy to get his butt on the toilet. It was like insane. <laughs> and so those like, are my two poop is... chauffeur stories. Yeah, that's so. how you to not poop have chauffeur. children, though. That's the behavior you expect from like you'd have to drag your kids around to make sure you get them to the toilet. You're like, you're a grown ass man. Why am Kill I your body function? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a normal human thing. And I can understand, you know, if you're first starting to date somebody, it's embarrassing if you stink up their apartment or their home. But what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I always go with the uh, courtesy flush and run the sink water, you know, drown out <laughs> sound and smell as you can as it's happening. I am a nasty human being and there's no drowning this out. And I was at a man's house one day. Here we go. Here we go. We haven't done this on the podcast. This is not, this is a, a pre-homance, I think. What? Yeah, it's a pre-homance story. So I, I was dating him at the time. Um, we were dating for a couple, maybe weeks or so. But it was hot and heavy kind of a situation. And um, 
I had to poop and there's just no stopping this from pooping. It's going to happen. And I right. he was in a, we were at his apartment and it was like in the morning time and he had a roommate. I don't remember the roommate was there or not, but I definitely remember like taking a shit being like, this is either going to make or break it. I'm, gonna, I'm not sure. I don't know how he's going to react to this. He's going to be like, you stinky bitch, get the fuck out. Or so I go into the bedroom and he's sitting there and he was like, did you just blow up the bathroom? I was like, heavily. I did, heavily. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, all right. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Left it at that. He called me out on it a bunch of times. Like, remember that time he blew up my bathroom when we first started dating? But he never made fun of me for it. He just, like, wanted to confirm it was me. I did the, the dirty work. Right. Figuratively, literally, and figuratively. Yep. Yep, that one. All those. <laughs> yes. I think it's good. you got to make light heart of these situations. I mean, we're all freaking human beings, for God's sakes. Well, I mean, yeah. And it's like, you know, I we can't, I can't help it. You know, there's things that I just can't help. So I'm not going to sit here and spend the energy to a- be anxious about these things. You know, I figured that I mastered the anxiety about the poop way long time ago. If I could yeah. just apply that mastery to the rest of my life, I'd be in good condition. <laughs> My poop anxiety is pretty much gone, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, so if I gotta go, I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Did I you guys see the choker. did you guys see the um uh picture that went viral or maybe it was like a little bit of a video? Anyway, it was this guy who bought a cake for his girlfriend because it was the first time that she farted she in farted. front of him. And oh, so oh my god cake for her first fart. Oh my god! Like, like they were together like a year or something. So instead of like would, year anniversary, I would love that. <laughs> that's a do- I, I, that's very cute. I like it. <laughs> I've never farted in front of a significant other like on purpose and looking. Yeah, at I haven't like, either. Farted. I've yeah. never been that person, but I've also never been the one to be like, I'm gonna fart in front of this person. Pretend like I just don't fart in front of them. It just doesn't come out. It's just lucky enough one doesn't slip out when you're with them. It's, un- it's unfortunately very uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm not one of those. I like a lot of rip. Okay, so you had the poop chauffeurs. Yes. You had to p- chauffeur. Now, like, were these around the same time era? Or were they, like, completely different dating eras? And you're like, I'm doing this again. I can't believe I'm it's fucking Two different people, two different situations. Yeah. No, I mean, like, within, like, your time frame of, like, first 10 years, first 15 years you know like oh, you, well, you know what i don't even know the <laughs> first poop chauffeur was my very first boyfriend like significant boyfriend back when i was like 21 so right that was the one that wouldn't i had to drive 45 minutes from the beach so he could go poop in his own toilet so oh my god yeah oh, that okay. was <laughs> the things you do for young love oh please <laughs> oh my god the things you do when you don't know how to set boundaries Yes, boundaries. <laughs> I do like boundaries. That's a lesson we all need to learn when it comes to dating and in life is boundaries. And it's so what was- hard to set them because, especially as women, you're kind of trained to appease people all the time. So all you have time. to get comfortable with being like, no, I don't need to do that. I don't need to make sure he's comfortable or th- he's happy or whatever. Like, and it takes a long time to like untrain your. Right. I don't appease anymore. I'm just a cranky old bitch now. 
I just say whatever I want now. I just, I'm just say what I want. I'm from Boston. We're hardcore girls. We just say what we want. I'm with you. I don't have enough energy anymore to finesse my wording. Right. (laughs) Well, you've never minced words, Nicole. Let's be honest. I've never either. I've never been a mincer. No, no. No. It's a lot of like back that I get. (laughs) When, as you were like going through, you know, your decades of dating, what, heard me what was the one time where you're like I need to set this boundary and I can't let it not be not set like when was when was that pivotal moment for you where you're like no and just really no though not till not till in my 40s really I would say you know what so I think so I did dating singles events when I moved to Florida I started doing singles events and with those singles events I was working with life coaches. And we were doing kind of these fun single seminar, interactive mingling events. But one of my friends, her name is Amy. She's like a life coach and a public speaker. And she was talking about the mental side of dating and being authentic with yourself, making sure you know who you are and what you want so you can ask for it. So how are you going to get what you want if you don't even know what you want? So we kind of put a twist on singles events. And then once we had COVID, we did a lot of these on Zoom and we brought in other life coaches and it just kind of opened my eyes to everything. So I would say within like the past year or so, well, no, maybe like a year and a half, maybe or so. I mean, I'm 49 for God's sakes. How much older can I get before I understand this shit? It's hard to understand. No, I say that to my therapist all the time. I'm like, I'm, I'm 37 and I'm just now like having this light bulb or putting this into practice. And she's yes. like, there's no, there's no age. Right. Like, there's, there's some people who die who never even learn this stuff. Like you just basically accept that you've acknowledged it now and you just start living differently. Don't worry about before. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think, think yeah. there, there are tools that we were not made privy to 10 years ago. You know, there are words that I didn't even know meant that. 10 years ago so I think it's just like a evolutionary thing too but we're just lucky enough now to start realizing that oh I'm not okay with myself in this aspect of my life that means I'm not a great partner for that person because I yes Yes. a lot of people are not self-aware the problem with that means they are not truly ready for a relationship and they don't know that they're not and like there's that whole thing and why I'm trying to start or I am going to start a relationship ready singles dating website but it's going to be a lot different. People are going to be vetted and they're going to have life coaching and they have to be the person they say they are. Because when I was doing all my research for the book, I found a lot of statistics. And an unfortunate one is 60% of internet profiles, like internet dating profiles are of people who are already in a relationship. So that's a high number, 60%. sickening and disheartening. Yeah, that's a lot of people. And I would guess, I mean, I don't know like where you found the study or the information or whatever, but I would guess that the remaining 40%, there's a good number of them who are emotionally unavailable because they've jumped on right after divorce or whatever reasons. And so they think that they can like date casually or they put out there that they're ready for a relationship and then they're really not. Like that's mostly my experiences with a lot of the 
um, men who are in their like 40s range is that they're just like they think they're ready and they're not. And then I get drug along on this where I'm asking them very direct, specific questions and they're answering them, but their actions and their words aren't matching. Yes. A lot of people, even women, too, though, so many people are just not self-aware where they are at in their lives, period. If you have an issue like with your family and it's a significant issue, that could pretty much make you not eligible to be in a relationship at that point in your life. If you're having financial struggles, that's like eating you alive. You're not ready to be in a relationship. If you're not happy with your job, are you really ready to be in a relationship? There's all these factors that go in, you know, to people being relationship ready and it's like, I don't know. It's exhausting. <laughs> Girl, I'm fucking tired. All I know. It's just, it's, it's, there is a lot in it, but a lot of people lie and a lot of people aren't who they say they are. And a lot of people aren't self-aware. And like I said, 60, if you think about 60% of those profiles are of people who are already in a relationship, that's horrific. Yeah. One in 10 profiles are fake. You know what I mean? Those are high numbers. Yeah. That's so, pretty gut-wrenching. It is it gut-wrenching. Really is. Because people think that over time that the online dating is just not for them or that maybe there's something wrong with them because they can't find it. And it's like, no, no, just people suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, people, people do suck. There. Yeah. People are yeah. on there who shouldn't be. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, people do suck, but yeah, it's tough because internet dating is pretty much the only way to meet people today, unfortunately. It's not like back meeting in high school or college or through a job or whatever. Yeah. Would you, you said through a job, have you ever had a relationship with somebody you work with? Not a significant one, no. Okay. No, just like casual hookup, you know, nothing not a significant relationship now. And did that casual hookup cause you grief in your job or was it completely separate? No, it didn't really. I mean, I don't think it's great, you know, especially if it doesn't work out or like if it's casual and somebody gets hurt or it just, I don't think it does anything positive for the job situation, you know? I don't know. I mean, they always say, don't shit where you work. Don't shit where you eat. Don't shit where you sleep. So <laughs> and you're like, I know firsthand as the poop chauffeur. Yes. Right. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I do. But I mean, if you meet somebody, plenty of people meet at work and yeah. they have successful relationships, you know, it's just hard if it does not go well. Yeah. I think you really have to be smart uh, about who you decide to, do that with because you both have to be mature about it may be either not working out or um people finding out or whatever like you have to you have to be pretty self-aware again (laughs) Uh well like what if it doesn't work out and then you're a girl and he breaks up with you and then you see him flirting with another co-worker i just think it's a recipe for disaster but it doesn't yeah. mean it can't be positive. Yeah. It, well, there's a lot of cases <laughs> in big companies where it works better because you're not necessarily interacting with each other yes. all day. You know, you right. have a lot of separation. So we've 
we've seen it firsthand quite a bit at a large corporation that we used to work for where their marriages were still successful, but they didn't necessarily have to coexist in the works. Yes. Right. Because I think for a lot of people, they're meeting, they're only meeting so many new people in their lives and they're spending so much time at work. Like you're spending more time there than you are with family. So you start like developing these connections with people just out of default in a way. So, and I mean, especially too now though, think about everyone just going through COVID and the lack of people that you were able to meet and dating is even probably more funkier now than it was before COVID. Oh, now you're absolutely. having to be extra careful about who do you let in your bubble. Right. <laughs> right. So, so before you got to Florida, though, you were RVing around the U.S. for a few years. Yeah. So how did you go about dating knowing that you were going to be like bebopping around and not necessarily in a, in a single spot? Well, first, I had this hope that men would be different in other parts of the U S Oh, but that's not true. That is a high, They're hope. all the same. That is a high <laughs> hope. But, um, I always said like, if I met somebody and I, we really hit it off, I, I could stay in a certain place, but honestly, at the end of the day, it's, it was basically ridiculous to even hope to build a relationship because I wanted to travel and I was working seasonal gigs that would last four to six months. So I met just, date hookups casual whatever you know and that was it and that's one of the reasons I came off the road too I was like I need I want a more I want like a relationship you know you can't have a relationship when you're traveling every four or six months going from place to place unless you found the man of your dreams and you would want to stay there but I never found the man of my dreams that I would want to stop traveling for when I was traveling so I get that Yeah, I I mean, I love where your head was at. (laughs) (laughs) I love that thought process. (laughs) So uh, what made you (laughs) down in Florida then? What I'm sorry, Nicole, what did you say? Oh, I just what decided what made you decide to like stay in Florida or like travel down and be like, okay, I'm ready for a relationship. I'm also ready to stay put. And then now I know this is where I want to do this. Well, my first winter on the road, I got a job working in Naples, Florida. I don't know how much you guys know about Southwest Florida, but uh, it's beautiful here. We're on the Gulf of Mexico and the palm trees, the water, the sand, the dolphins. So I had never been to this part of Florida and I got a job working uh, as a recreation director for a winter season down here. So that was in winter of 2016. So I always loved this. And um, when I finally decided to come off the road three years later, I had had a friend that lived in Fort Myers where I live and he had an RV and he was living in an RV park. And he's like, come here, we have a spot here. So I picked here. Um, I do wanna say in Southwest Florida, not necessarily Fort Myers, but I think somewhere a little more North, but still on the West coast on the Gulf. Cause it's just beautiful here. Um, so that's why I picked here. I was uh, hoping, I was waiting for you to be like, there's men who are um, 
stable and have their finances figured out and look at this community like there's gated communities or like you're like no no hell no i did meet somebody i have been dating somebody for almost a year um congratulations no kidding i haven't dated somebody that long since before i left for my rv trip um and let me tell you we have our ups and downs i don't know what where it's going to go or what's going to happen because he has two teenage boys still at home and just that's another whole book but, right. um i don't know one day at a time but um you know we'll see i mean if some great opportunity came along for me i would go i mean you know what i mean i don't know we'll see <laughs> I don't even know. I can't even. It's exhausting thinking about it. <laughs> it is. His kids are exhausting and they're not even mine. Yeah. Uh, like I mean, if you didn't have teenagers, you're like, can you see the end of the, the road? Oh, no, they're but they're not even because kids today are brought up so different than when I was a kid. Right. Oh, my God. They're obnoxious and disrespectful. And he's just he's such a good guy, but he is just not a disciplinarian. And we have that's another whole fucking book. Excuse my mom. <laughs> they need to be bitch. These kids need to be bitch slapped. That's what needs to happen. Like we got spanked when I was a kid. We got a little on the ass and my mom would chase us with the wooden spoon. Yes. And we turned out oh, just I got, fine. I got the wooden spoon. You must be Italian. Yeah, my damn, I am Italian. <laughs> my mom would open that drawer, and when I heard and that drawer open, run. I would run, and she'd be like, wait till your father comes home. <laughs> oh, my God. But my parents were strict. We were raised to respect our parents and our teachers and our elders and listen. But just like in general, I think it's not a matter of like, okay, forget the fact that I'm older than you and I have a plethora of experience. I'm going to tell you something that you're not going to care about, but you will care about 10 years from now. Just respect right. other people and human yeah. beings in general. Just like, can we start there? Like, can you just respect me as a human? So what are your, since you have, sounds like a little bit more traditional parents or family upbringing, what do they say? Like, did they pressure you? And then at some point stop pressuring you? Have they always been on your side with just like live your life? Like, how oh, yeah. That's awesome. 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 Never any pressure. My, my Italian grandmother, though, and I still remember it. And I remember the day and the guy I was with at the time did say to me, can you please get married before I'm no longer on this earth? And that did not happen. But anyways, <laughs> other than that, my parents never. My mom said, I just want you to be happy. And they didn't get there. First. So my parents have been married 51 years. And they are in their 70s and their one and only grandchild is only five years old because my brother and sister-in-law dated for like 17 years before they got married. <laughs> so that's it. They've only had grand dogs and grand cats until my niece came along and they're not getting any kids from me. So they have a grand dog and a grand cat on this side, but never have they pressured me ever. That's amazing. Yeah, they're awesome. They've been married 51 years. I can't even imagine being married to somebody for 51 years. That is a hell no. No, no. way. <laughs> you know what? No. It's funny. My um, my mom really doesn't say much to me very often, but my dad will say stuff to me. And yes. Occasionally. And not in like a pressure kind of way, but just like this weird, sarcastic, he doesn't know how to emote 
you know? So well, most men don't. (laughs) So like he'll say something or kind of allude to the dating or whatever. And I, I oftentimes say to him, well, I'm, you know, let's pretend, let's pretend that I meet Mr. Right and get married at 40. And I take really good care of myself Mm -hmm. and intend on living till, you know, my 80s or maybe even 90s, because unless I get hit by a bus, like I take really good care of myself. Yeah. So if I get married at 40, that's still 40 or 50 years. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, our lifespans are much longer than they used to be. That's too long. No way. Even dating my boyfriend now for a year. Some days I'm like, oh my God, like we don't live together. There is no way in hell I would ever live with him while he has those boys. No, never. And that's a good boundary. You know, you know, and he doesn't want us to either, you know, but no, no way. But some days I'm like, damn, it's so much work. Yeah. I mean, they say, oh, if it's good, it's not work. It is work. I don't care no, what you say. Work. It is work. You know it what I mean? But no, I, I had a, I had a relationship, two relationships that included children, two and three, respectively, three and two, respectively. And I will never date somebody with children ever again, ever. I don't care if they're grown ass children, adults with their own lives. I'm not doing it. Oh, really? Don't you don't do even it. want to date somebody who has te- grown kids? No, I don't want nothing to do with it. I'm good. Because then there's going to be fucking grandchildren. And I no, didn't you're right. any of them. I didn't make any of those decisions. For no, you're right. I don't want to be included. I'm good. I'm all set. That's hard. You're limiting yourself, but I agree with what you're saying 110%. But she also you know, has a boyfriend right now, so she's not exactly on the market either. No. He, he doesn't have kids. No. 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 And it was the definite, it was like, that's a deal breaker for me, period. And we'll does he want kids? Do you want no. kids? No. You're like, oh, God, no. No. Well, fuck that. I don't have any issues with money. I can go to bed whenever I want. I right. can still do whatever the fuck I want whenever I want. I don't need children. I'm all set. Thanks. But I'll, um, you have yours. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody else. He doesn't there. want any either. No, we have animals. We have. That's right. Between the two of us, we have two cats, three dogs, and two birds. We're all set. We don't need oh children. Oh, God. You know what I mean? Like, we're all good. Right. <laughs> As a cat just- tail walks by. <laughs> So, Lori, when did you know that you didn't want kids? Because I think that for your situation, it's particularly interesting to me since you work with children. Right. Because you work with children, is that really was like, okay, no, this isn't for me? (laughs) Uh, No. You know what? I mean, I never said I don't want kids. Now I'm just too old. And now I don't want them. Like, I just don't. But... And then I wouldn't have been able to do half the stuff that I did. Like, there's no way I would have been able to be in my RV for three years on my own, doing my own thing, or taking this time to write a book or start my own companies when I was younger. Yes. But I have never, ever been that girl that's always dreamt about her wedding and her husband with the house and the fence and the kids. And that has never, ever been me. 
Like I have never even thought, oh, this is what my wedding is going to look like. And this is how many kids I want. And blah, blah, blah. I've never been that person. And I've never been a woman to stay in a relationship, even just because it's convenient, even if it was bad. Like if it's done, I'm done. I'm out. Like I'm not one to stay. I'm just not. Yeah. So I never, I guess I'm kind of in an anomaly in, in ways. I wasn't ways. like that either. I didn't. I still don't really envision don't like what a wedding would look like. I mean, maybe that's part of the reason why I'm single is I'm not like manifesting it or something. Yes, manifesting, but, right? But um, but like, somebody you would want to manifest it with somebody you like. You know what I mean? Like you can manifest a wedding, but be married to a dickhead. Yes, that's the well, thing. You sure. Just- I've man I've tried to manifest the type of man that I want by writing extensive lists that are very. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> Nicole, I think you should just start using Play-Doh. Fuck it. Let's just That's take it right. to the next level. <laughs> but I, um, I'm with you. Like I've never been the type to put together a scrapbook of, you know, pre like before Pinterest days, you know, people. Right. Right. Yes. Ride books and stuff. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, I never got it. Never so- ever understand that. Someone recently who's like kind of a newer person in my life, she asked me like what I like what kind of wedding I would want or like what kind of like where I would want to have it or something. And I sat there for a second and I was like, Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> We don't really know each other that well, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like we like it's Yes and no. Like, yes, maybe she doesn't know me that well, but we were on the same page and we were talking about how hard online dating is and blah, blah, blah. And so she was like, do you want to get married? And I was like, yeah, I'd really like to. And she's like, well, what kind of wedding would you like? And I'm like, uh, panic. Okay, you don't know. <laughs> Gotta find the damn guy first, for God's sakes. Here's the deal. I'm not that controlling. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. I have no idea. <laughs> so, Lori, you said that you're um, going to be starting up like advanced, we'll call it advanced, like singles events. Um, and you have this book. Is there anything else that you want to tell people about what's going on with you and things you've got coming up? Um, well, if you do go to the website, you'll see I have this really cool line of singles t-shirts that I created. And it's almost like wearing your profile on your back so the public can see it. So you can find those on my website, which is datingwhatthefuck.com. So I have that. <laughs> and then um, I have a, my boyfriend and I started a greeting card line called For Pete's Sake. And those are all like very snarky. Some of them are inappropriate. Some of them are sweet cards. And I have t-shirts, a, a different t-shirt line. And that's all on um, constant-chaos.com. So I have, a, I have a company called Constant Chaos, which is my life, Constant Chaos. Um, <laughs> what else? Uh, I am starting singles events again, which is great because I was doing them before COVID. So I had started this dating relationship and sex trivia, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So I do a, like a sex trivia at different bars and restaurants. That's fucking funny. It's very funny. It's rated R. And then I'm starting um, a singles mingle dating roundtable question and answer session for people just to gather around and just talk about dating in person and ask me questions because I've, you know, authored this book. I've been doing it for 30 years. And 
So just something a little bit different instead of like a typical singles event. So I'm starting those in Florida, but I am going to do some via Zoom. So different people can come on them. And yeah, I mean, I know Florida is full of people that have experiences that you would not believe. I can say that. that. Have you, haven't you ever heard of Florida man? So when (laughs) there's like a wacky headline that makes national news, it's usually starting out with Florida man, dot, dot, dot. Like there's always like shit. Oh, because of weird shit that happens in Florida. Yeah. Like a Florida man shot and killed his wife. Is that what you're talking yes. about? Yeah. Okay. Like shot and killed her with like a, you know, a BB gun. And it was an accident because she only like, she fell off the balcony and died. She didn't actually get shot to ki- and got killed. Like that's yeah. Florida man type news. I had no idea we had that stigma down here. Oh, Girlfriend, yeah. you need to Google it. It is a <laughs> well-known thing. Florida man? Yeah. Florida man is a thing. Oh, it's a, and at this point, we're like, you. we use it to describe, like, uh, the Florida man situation. It's gotten that far. God, why don't I know this? I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, I, there was a string of them where um, and a, and a national radio station was including, like, their idiot of the day or whatever as part of their skit. And there was, like, <laughs> yeah. a week where it was, like, four out of the five days were Florida man. Oh my God! Wrangled the alligator or whatever. Oh yeah, well we do have those down here, the alligators. (laughs) Then there's like you know the bath salts and eating people's faces off. That's kind of I think where it really kicked off the Florida man stories because then they were like, that's a lot of weird things, bath salts, and then they started looking at all the news headlines from Florida. Yeah, you can go online and like to floridaman.com and put your birthday in. It'll tell you the headline from the day of your birth. Oh, FloridaMan.com. Yes, and mine's fucking ridiculous. I think a I'm guy ended up. Like, I think a guy ended up like um, he got arrested for trying to cook beans in a can over an open fire at a like a, <laughs> at a playground. That was the headline from my birthday. <laughs> I'll ask my boyfriend. He's been down here like thirty something years. I've only been down here less than two years. So okay. I wonder. It's like more well known outside of Florida, though. Right? Does Florida know we're calling Florida? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> figure that oh. out. Oh my goodness! Well, a now's a good time to trap to la la to transition into Atta Girls. So, um, you know, obviously, Lori the highlight of your dating life is not being a poop chauffeur. So you really want to have an opportunity here to say something good that's happened or uh, that you're proud of outside of the 700 things that you're doing, which is amazing. Um, But uh, I will, I can go first for the Atta Girl this week. So I um, was kind of like a sunscreen Nazi when I was outside over the course of the last like three days. I'm not happy with my lack of color, but I am happy with the fact that (laughs) it's gradual because my skin is so fair and Uh I have a lot of, like I have Irish and French and stuff in my background. So I tend to just go right into burn. Right. (laughs) I've made strides. I did not go right into burn this year. Nice. So 
I mean, I know that that sounds maybe really simple, but it's very hard to do when you're outside multiple days in a row. And all of a sudden in Michigan, the sun is blazing and you haven't seen it in a while. Right. (laughs) You don't live down here. Oh, my God. Obviously, here in Florida, it's more prevalent to be like, oh, I should, you know, reapply or whatever. But in Michigan, you're like, I'm living life. Right. right. (laughs) No, we have to gain a certain level of transparency before the sun comes back out. So we have to really make sure to protect our lucid skin. (laughs) Right. Well, I'm very pale myself. I have Irish skin. I have tons of freckles. So, yeah. But you can't see that I have like this is a line of freckles basically. But um <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> I did not jump right into summer with a sunburn this year. Nice. Well, you gotta protect yourself. They say you should always have sunscreen on, no matter what age, color, race, ethnicity, whatever. I Wear know. It. I know. Well, I started putting it on my face as like a daily routine. Yes, I do that now. But I had this bathing suit on that had like a lot of different holes and I was really nervous about having a wacky tan line, but I'm all good. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> Add a girl, Nicole. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Everyone's skincare is important. Melanoma is bad. <laughs> That's right. Goddamn right. right. My headphones are getting ready to die. So my Atta girl, I ended up, my neighbor and I have a, you know, agreement. She will mow my lawn and I will mow her lawn every other week. And so this past week, my lawnmower wasn't working. I was really upset and I kicked it. I shouldn't have. That's not a proud moment for me because I hurt my foot. But the next day I took my patient pants and I put them on and I went outside and I got the lawnmower started and I was able to mow her lawn and my lawn. No issues. And I'm proud of myself because that's not, I would have just said, fuck it. Otherwise, at this point in time (laughs) in my life and been like, we're just not going to have a mowed lawn for a minute until I care enough to fix this. Right. So I'm proud of myself. I'm making strides. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Add a girl, Sarah. Add a girl, Sarah. Thank you. Um, Appreciate that. Um, I don't know. I just say just get an events booked. I'm starting to book events again. Yeah, so, I've been getting really good feedback one. feedback about them, and everyone's wanting to do them, so it's good. Bad so, girl, yep, yep. You know, <laughs> okay. like those those events were probably a lot more scary for people about three months ago. Oh ago yeah, well we've know. been open down here yeah. a lot yeah, more than you guys have. Yeah, I know, thank I know. God. <laughs> so. 